0: Mel and
1: Cal, and this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it?
0: Listeners, we have the best guest for you today. He's already laughing. He's, he's sipping a glass <laughs> of wine and he's already laughing. We did several episodes early on talking about our experiences at a Portuguese Catholic school So we brought on none other than Jay Valancourt, also known as Mr. V, a legendary local teacher who spent the early part of his nearly 30-year career teaching at our school. He was, in fact, our sixth grade teacher, and he's going to answer our burning questions today. Welcome, Mr. V. Can we call you Jay? Is your full name Jason?
2: (laughs) My full name is Jason, yes. Jay is fine. (laughs) How you doing, guys?
1: We're doing well. I awesome. feel like I have to just call you Mr. V though. <laughs> it's like ingrained in us.
2: <laughs> Whatever you got to do. <laughs> Whatever you got to do.
1: We might flip
0: flop between Jay and Mr. V throughout the episode. We're good. Okay. okay. So, So we're connected on social media, but effectively we really haven't had any meaningful communications in the last 25 or so years since we first stepped foot in your class. So throughout our conversations today, we're going to each be learning information for the first time live on this podcast, and I'm sure there are going to be some revelations on both sides. So first, we'll set the stage for the kind of teacher Mr. V is, just so our listeners who may not have had you can get an idea.
1: So Mr. V was very jovial, just like Santa. His classroom (laughs) was like a vibe. It was literally my favorite class. In that whole entire school to go with. Yeah, he was a like we said, like a, just a well-oiled machine. His classroom ran a certain way. The whole vibe of it was nice. It was a tight ship, for sure. Very feng shui. <laughs> this is what we remember. Like wow. You used to play sugar a every morning. Do you remember that?
2: I do. I do remember, yes. It evolved over the years to the other. Oh, other genre yes
0: you were stuck on that song though for a while uh, yeah you played it every morning
2: i i yeah i liked it it had a good beat right back in the 90s
0: have you ever read the lyrics to
1: that song super inappropriate
2: i'm sure they were yeah absolutely just like the halloween movies we used to watch on halloween day right
1: <laughs> that's
0: right yeah. oh i don't remember that well, i really, no, 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 forgot no. about no
1: like scary stuff
2: like the shining or something yeah
1: holy crap that was just like an unlocked memory just now you used to play that for middle schoolers
2: yeah
0: (laughs) in a catholic school (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so the vibe in there was very much like you had the lighting a certain way and the temperature a certain way and all the decor and the pets you had a pet was it a lizard an iguana
2: yeah it was an iguana yeah yeah
0: and I feel like you were always hot and the lights off was to keep the temperature (laughs) down was that
2: (laughs) (laughs) always hot yes not really to keep the temperature down because the lighting was fluorescent Mm. and that doesn't really give off heat
0: I shouldn't have brought this up to the science teacher.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> I failed you guys. <laughs> you built me all up, and then now I just let everybody down. <laughs> no, I I don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, looking out over the highway. We had that great view, right?
1: Such an amazing <laughs> view.
2: Awesome view, right? That's the first good- thing I remember when I walked in that room. I looked up at oh my God, look at this view. And I pulled all my blinds up and it was like, wow.
1: Of the parking lot?
2: Of the parking lot. Yeah. No, the highway. Remember the highway?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know because I flashed everybody in that parking lot. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes, you did.
1: So so
2: your
0: whole (laughs) classroom was like really this feng shui situation. Like every other classroom that we would step foot in was very just industrial- plain old classroom vibes. Nobody was putting an ounce of extra effort into it. And your room was its own separate oasis. Wow. That's what we always felt like it was. He was also a science extraordinaire. He had each student perform live weather forecasts that were broadcast to the entire school in the 90s. -hmm. Don't know how he did it. We'll talk about that later. He was the master of events at all science fairs. This man would be on the roof of the school throwing student-made contraptions with raw eggs in them (laughs) down into the parking lot for our educational benefit. My egg did not break. I put it in a sponge. One of those giant like yellow
1: sponges that you'd wash your car with. Yep. Done. Done Done. deal. I'm pretty sure mine's probably broke. (laughs) (laughs) My mom wasn't wasting a sponge on a school project. (laughs) No, she was not.
2: No, you're not going to waste a sponge on that. It's <laughs> a matter for you.
0: So, the last thing I'll say before we get into kind of the meat of our episode and we start asking our hard hitting questions oh boy, we'll just say, Mr. V, we've always thought of you as fair and fun, the kind of cult classic of teachers. And I, we've never collectively, from all of the students that you've had, heard a bad word spoken about you.
2: Thank you so much. That you're going to make me cry. (laughs) That's
0: the why. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I might have a fourth glass or something. I don't know. No, thank you. Seriously, because you never know. You know, you just go in and do your thing, and you hope you reach somebody. And to hear this, how many years later? Like 25, almost 30 years later. Mm. It's like wow, that's awesome.
1: But, however, you did not prepare me for my high school science class when I had to take home a fake baby that cried. I was like, I didn't do this. in Yes.
2: <laughs> well, this has been fun. Have a great evening, girls.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we are, you can't do that in a Catholic school. Right? I mean, you don't you want
1: know. to pass out babies? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would not have been allowed. All right. So getting into our first t- general topic is going to be sort of teaching at a Portuguese Catholic school. How you originally got into this position, what made you want to teach there? Like, we don't really know your background. So kind of fill us in on how'd you land there?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I filled out a job application for like every school in the city, every Catholic school in the city. And a couple responded. Uh, Spirito was one of them. I went in for the interview, sat down. She- the pr- principal was new herself that year. I said, you know, I don't speak Portuguese. She's like, oh, that's okay. I don't speak Portuguese either. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about the culture or, you know, and that was a, that was a big shock. We can get into that later. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, that's fine. Neither do I. I'm like, Okay.
0: So what are you doing here teaching all these kids?
2: Exactly. Right. That's what I said. But her answer to me was, even if you knew Portuguese, we wouldn't want you to speak it because we want you to focus on the English part of it because they get a lot of the Portuguese at home, maybe not so much English. So here we want to focus on the English part. So I'm like, oh, that I can do. Sure. (laughs) So that's probably how, how, how that came about.
0: Wow! As far as
2: like what I knew, language wise, culture wise, like did I know I'd see cows in the schoolyard come <laughs> May and June? No, no, that was a, that was a surprise when I pulled into the lot and I saw a cow. I'm like, what the hell is that a cow?
0: So, are you not from the
1: area? Like, where did you grow up?
2: forever River. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So did you just not attend any of these like feasts throughout? No,
2: I wasn't Portuguese. Why would I, right?
1: So, but you had
0: never like kind of seen or been around that prior to nope. teaching at the school? No. Wow.
1: That's funny. No. no. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> One thing, his highway view just became a farmland.
2: <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> there goes my view. <laughs>
0: Would they even communicate that to you? Like, would they tell, was there a memo, like a teacher's meeting of like, hey, we're going to bring a cow in?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but there was a teacher in the lower grades that had been there for like 50 years. And she had said, oh, Jay, you know, come Monday when you pull in the yard, there's going to be cows and, you know, hay and donkeys or whatever and shit everywhere. (laughs) I'm like, what? yeah I was like no you're kidding me He's like oh yes yeah, this is a big thing this is a big festa and i was like oh okay
0: did you ever ask what the fate of the cow was like what was going to happen to the cow
2: i kind of put two and two together oh, it's
0: gonna get slaughtered <laughs> once i
2: saw the raffle yeah yeah <laughs>
0: he's like yeah yeah Aww. kelly and i talked about this in an early episode but at the time that we were in the school we felt that most of our teachers weren't Portuguese and now it's sort of flipped. Like if you go and look at the school now, it's mostly Portuguese teachers, which is what you would have expected back, right. then. back then. But maybe there just wasn't a volume of Portuguese teachers at that time to be able to staff up that at school. But I don't really recall them being Portuguese.
2: Yeah. I don't know if um, the trend was to hire non-Portuguese people at that time, or if it just happened that way.
1: Mm. They couldn't keep a Portuguese teacher though either. We would have it maybe like every other year cuz like a teacher would quit, so we couldn't even keep a Portuguese teacher <laughs> at a Portuguese school. Well, now that I'm
0: hearing <laughs> what Mr. V is telling us about his conversation with the principal at the time, they probably just cut that from the budget. <laughs> <laughs> These kids don't need Portuguese. Why are we wasting money on that? They all speak it. There we at go. Home. We right. don't need
2: grades. We don't need Portuguese <laughs> grades, right? A no. well, funny story with Portuguese grades. One of the Portuguese teachers was asked by a, by another teacher at report card time if she had the grades, the Portuguese grades, for report cards. So the Portuguese teacher motioned her off, and she says, oh, yeah, very good, very good. So the, that teacher took it as that was the grades, right? So in the report cards, she wrote down VG for every student, she says, oh, they said, very good, very good, right? Back then, the report cards were in triplicate form, right? You had your pink copy, your white copy, the blue, the green, all this other copy. So when you wrote, it went through all the copies. So another teacher said, oh, how did you get Portuguese grades? So she said, oh, well, I asked the Portuguese teacher, and she said, very good. She says, oh, okay, I'll ask her too. So she asked, and the Portuguese teacher says, oh, yeah, very good, very good. She said, oh, okay, good. So she put all very good for her grades. So I see this teacher's grades, and I ask her, where did you get the Portuguese grades from? And she told me the story. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put very good, too. I mean, they're all Portuguese. They all speak Portuguese. (laughs) So I go through very good, very good, very good. So we turn our report cards into the office for them to look at, and principal comes storming up to my room, and she says, Jay, where did you get these Portuguese grades from? Now, I'm like staring at, you know, (laughs) like, Oh, my God. You know, and it just flew out of my mouth. I said the teacher's name. And then she said to me, she doesn't speak Portuguese. I said, I know. She just gave me the grades. (laughs) I am like, oh, my God, what am I doing? So she storms out of my room. The classrooms, you remember, uh, were were connected. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Between a door. So I fling the door open to the teacher next to me, and I yell through. I don't know what she's doing, but I yell. I went, hey, Mrs. So-and-so is coming in. Portuguese grades. Eee! <laughs> and I slammed the door shut and she's just staring at me like, what? So she came in, she got yelled at. Anyway, long story short, our punishment was we had to go through every copy of the report card with whiteout.
0: It's a it's carbon. Oh co- you had to oh yes. on every single copy.
2: Every copy. And of course, it was like term one, right? So it was all the four pages that were there.
1: Oh, my God. And what were the grades? Not very good.
2: (laughs) We never got them. She never gave any grades.
1: So
0: you just white it out and then just we got no grades? Yeah,
2: we had to leave it blank because she said no grades this term. Okay. And that's a good use
0: of the budget. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't seem like a good use of... Of uh, teacher time to all that white out. That's insane.
2: Yeah, I was very (laughs) upset. We were all upset. But we said, hey, you know, we'd listen to so and so. And they said, oh, very good.
1: And this is why the Portuguese class did not last. You got them fired.
2: I, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting to hear that you really didn't have any knowledge of the Portuguese culture prior to coming into that school trial by fire you were learning on the job yes but now I mean I see your posts I hear you speak you sound Portuguese you cook Portuguese food and I feel like you know a lot of Portuguese words so how has it evolved over time was it because of teaching at that school
2: mostly yes just being around you know the environment for i think i was there 13 years it just kind of absorbed into you right my charisse recipe came from one (laughs) of the parents there Uh, she's like yeah she's like oh you don't know how to make charisse i'm like no so i'm going to teach you so she taught me gave me her recipe and that's the same one i make make to this day
0: wow it's awesome well, I feel like you were definitely into the charisse even back then because <laughs> 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 that's sounds so bad. Excuse um, me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, but I was making Cherise, yes, for Christmas parties.
0: You always went out of your way to make something special for us. There would be some event and you would go and like get charisse rolls catered and brought in to our classroom mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know if it was because you liked the shitty or because you were trying to do what you knew the kids liked. I got these cultural kids. I don't know what to feed them.
2: Give them shitties. <laughs> yeah, I can remember we were doing a car wash for a fundraiser. I had said to one of the parents, no, she had said to me, oh, what, what do you want to do for lunch? You know, it's lunchtime. I said, oh boy, I could really go for a good sandwich." She says, oh, so I'm going to go home and make some. <laughs> like you're not gonna go home and make Charisse now it's like 1 30 that's gonna take some time you you live out in Westport somewhere <laughs> she's like oh no I'll be back I'll be back sure enough she came back with 50,000 Charisse rolls from somewhere
1: oh that's awesome yeah that's so classic. so how did you handle speaking to any parents that spoke Portuguese parents that didn't speak English and say they needed to like come did that ever happen where you had like a Parent that came in that wanted to talk to you about their kid, but they just didn't speak English with you? Probably my mom.
2: (laughs) I think your mom was one of them. I don't know, Kel. I think I remember. (laughs)
1: Like, how did you deal with handling parents that didn't speak English?
2: Surprisingly, there wasn't that many. So even if they did, right, they said, Oh, I know speak English, they still understood, right, most of what I had to say. I would speak a lot with my hands and like use visual cues or whatever, like homework. And I'd pick something up and start writing on my home, <laughs> homework. And then I, you know, <laughs> they got it. But on the on the rare occasion, I think twice, uh, the student had to translate.
1: Isn't that funny that was your sixth grade students translating for you?
2: <laughs> it was right now. We could just get on Google Translate and just and just do it that way.
0: I'm just going to throw this out there. If I were in those shoes we were at a parent-teacher conference, and you were trying to tell my parents that I was a bad student. I was 100% not going to translate that correctly for you. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to turn around and be like, he said very good. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, he said very good.
2: (laughs) I am the best student he's ever had. (laughs) And I remembered asking the student later, I'm like, did you really tell your mom exactly what I said? Because I kept him after school for some reason. I, I can't remember now. He had detention. The mother came in to pick him up or something, and she wanted to talk to me. So I was like, well, tell your mom. And, you know, he would tell her. And I'm like, did you tell her the real thing? He's like, yes. And I'd look at the mother's face, and, she, you know, she'd be like all upset. And I'm like, okay, I guess he did. You know, because right, you right. can, can see it on her face like she was pissed off at him.
1: He told her that you ran out of Cherise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: Do you still remember like bad students? Like your students that were like punks.
2: I didn't have any kel. Uh, no, I didn't have any no? bad students.
1: <laughs> He's making a
0: face. <laughs> we don't really ever remember you getting upset with students, but there were a couple occasions where, like, if you got mad about something, you were getting big mad. And it was never yeah. directed at us because we were fine students. But (laughs) there was one incident that I'm going to see if you remember, because it was one of the things that I remember you got big mad about and a student stuck a paperclip into the light or or the electrical outlet. Yes. Blew a fuse like the whole school power (laughs) went out (laughs) and you went on a rampage right after that. Yes. And I think it was more just the, he could have gotten seriously
1: injured. Component, I'm sure.
2: Correct. Yep. Yep.
1: Or, or maybe like someone was doing a weather forecast, and because of that, it just destroyed everything.
2: Now we can't do today's weather. <laughs> <laughs> it went and blew a fuse. It's going to take hours to find out where it is.
0: That takes me to my next point. Is I feel like you were probably at times in that school one of the only adult males.
2: Yeah, for about seven years. Probably not consecutively, but what you probably don't know is, you know, you had your 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 school pictures that you guys would take, the students would take, but the staff also took staff pictures too. So prior to our meeting tonight, I went through some of those photographs and I was looking at the staff photographs and I'm like, okay, I'm the only guy here. I'm the only guy there. So it came up to about seven years. Wow. The only male teacher. Because there were male like custodians in the building.
0: So, did any additional duties fall to you? Like when that student stuck his paperclip in the outlet, did you have to be the one to go and find the breaker?
2: No, no, thank God. Although that's probably <laughs> that's probably one of the things I didn't have to do. <laughs> but as far as being the only male teacher in the building, no, I I, I didn't get any like more responsibilities because of that.
0: You didn't have to lift up heavy things and carry them. You saved that for the students.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Get some eighth graders. Go move those chairs, get those tables, bring them to the center down to the church hall.
1: We would have to clean up the schoolyard of the church when we had the feast. Yes. always that following weekend, you would get sent out to go clean. Them.
2: Yep. Those little papers that the people fold yeah. up. Those little.
1: From the bazaar. The
2: bazaar. The yes, bazaar. The yes.
1: They had free labor from us.
2: Yeah. Of <laughs> course. We're not going to do it. <laughs> Look at Billis' face.
1: The,
0: well, the amount of class time that we lost. Like, we were behind academically when we left that school. We were doing manual really? labor. We were in <laughs> church. Like, we didn't learn a damn thing. Other yes, than your you other than your science class.
2: Oh, okay, all right.
0: But I didn't know that fluorescent lights didn't give off heat. Apparently, so now you do. <laughs> How old were you? Because when you're when you're a child and you have teachers, you have no concept of yeah of their, age their age at all whatsoever. I'm looking at you today, <laughs> and
1: you look.
2: Uh-oh. Where's this heading?
1: I'm like, where is she going with this? I know,
2: right? (laughs) We take another swig of this.
1: Do it. You look the way I
0: remember you looking. I mean, maybe that's just because you've aged wonderfully, but I just—how old were you when you were teaching us? If you don't mind us
1: asking.
2: (laughs) No, I don't mind. In '94 which is when I started there, 1994, I was 23.
1: Oh, my God. You I baby. know. A baby. Yes. A baby. What yes. were you doing teaching kids at 23? I
2: know. But you know what's even more weird is I was in sixth grade, right? It was my homeroom. I was teaching seventh grade and eighth grade science as well. So the eighth graders were only eight years older than I was at the time. I'm sorry. That I was eight- yes, no, yes. too much wine <laughs> <laughs> i was eight years older than the greatest which was crazy whoa
1: oh my God, 23 years old right?
0: that's insane so at the age of
2: 23 here we go
0: were you <laughs> responsible for <laughs> distributing the fundraising money
2: was I responsible for distributing fundraising money? Absolutely.
0: Where did the money go?
2: Where did the money go? I have an answer to where did the money go? Because I heard that in a previous podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Kelly, I think it was that said, where did the money go? And I'm like, what do you mean where did the money go? Because later on, you talked about the technology that we had back in the 90s for the weather forecast. That's where the money went.
0: So all that money years. was to fund your classroom. N-
2: no, not just my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> they they put in TVs in every room, right? High-tech TVs at the time, right?
1: Were you responsible to pick out the TVs? No. Oh, okay. No,
2: I had nothing to do with that. Then they 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 wired the building for cable. All then right. they they got the you know that 1980. Video camera, which probably cost a couple of thousand dollars back then, right? The satellite dish that they had on the roof—I don't if you remember that. There was this big, you know, not not the ones that you have today on homes. This was the big satellite dish, right? That rotated and spun and everything. That was like I think ten grand for that.
1: Dang.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So that's where a lot of that money went.
0: So all the technology. Damn.
2: Yes. 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 Cause I wanted to reach through my phone when I was listening to the podcast. And I think Kellett said, where did that money go? And then later on <laughs> you talked about all the technology. And I just wanted to like reach out and give you a blush like that's where that money went. The technology.
1: So our parents paying tuition didn't go to any of that. No. No. So tuition was paying your salary and
0: then we were hustling the <laughs> technology got it there you go <laughs> let's talk about that technology okay so you were doing something that i think was like groundbreaking for the time <laughs> we were doing it
2: when you think about it right it was
0: <laughs> and you probably started it before our class got to you but we were in your class in 1998 you were doing these live weather forecast that you were broadcasting on these TVs in every classroom across the school. And it was set up like a real live weather broadcast where there was a screen, a monitor in front of you that you were looking at all the information on. And then you, you were standing in front of a large big screen TV behind you. I mean, it was very boxy big screen TV at the time, right? But it was was a big screen TV.
2: It was donated by a parent. Really? Really? Yeah.
0: Who had that kind of money?
2: Well, I can tell you later if you want.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is so great. There was a big screen TV behind you that would have the images, you know, like the whole map of the United States with all the the little weather information on it. And you would have to conduct yourself as if you were really (laughs) doing a weather forecast, meaning that you couldn't look at the screen behind you. Right. You had to look only at the the television screen that was in front of you where the camera was recording you. And then yep. you'd have to kind of point to the screen behind you without looking at it. Correct. So there was one screen that showed just the visual of what was behind you. But then another screen, I believe, showed the full picture you in front of the screen. And it was always the opposite direction. So if you wanted to to point to the right, you had to go to the left. Like it was just it was always transposed. And nobody ever got that right. So people were (laughs) (laughs) pointing off to California and talking about the (laughs) Massachusetts weather. It was wild. (laughs) You made us do all of our own research. And it was like a different student every day or week or something, right? Correct. And so if it was your turn to do it, you had to go and sit at this computer and look up all the information for that weather forecast.
2: Yep.
0: Fill it in like you were a real weather person. And you were looking up real info on real websites, whatever, however slow they were crawling back in
2: 1998.
0: (laughs) And then you would go and present it. This wasn't just like, it's sunny today. It was like the Boston Marine buoy data. (laughs) (laughs) 24 inches of mercury and rising.
2: Correct, (laughs) Detailed stuff.
0: Very detailed stuff for for a sixth grader in 1998 to be pulling up. Yes. And it was always like a running joke that some of I would never do this, but some of the other people who were a little more adventurous in the classroom would go up and they would say, on purpose, the Boston Marine booby data.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember that.
0: <laughs> oh, instead of the buoy data. It was just always a trip. It was like the highlight of our days. Even when we weren't in your class any longer, we would watch the other kids doing the weather and there was always something to laugh about. <laughs> because they always screwed something up it was fantastic
1: I still just remember when I did mine my bangs were like down to like my eyes and that's and I couldn't even see the screen in front of me
2: <laughs> I'm sure there's a video of that somewhere hanging around in my house
1: <laughs> so that brings me
0: to my next question uh-oh <laughs> were there tapes like or was this just a live thing or were you actually recording that
2: oh no I was I was recording it yeah
0: where are the tapes
2: I I don't know <laughs> I don't know where they are
1: Release the
2: tapes, release the tapes. Release the tapes. I have had (laughs) students text me or or message me saying, hey, do you still have a recording of the whatever, you know, the the May crowning that I was in or the the weather forecast (laughs) from like 1992? And I'm like, probably not.
0: Do you think that's still at the school or was that something that you would have brought home at the time?
2: No, I, I would have brought that home when I left.
0: If our fundraising money wasn't for you, why did you get to bring them home?
2: Who do you think bought the tapes?
0: Oh, that's a valid oh. point. <laughs> ah. That wasn't covered? I didn't raise enough that year?
2: You didn't raise enough? <laughs> you didn't sell enough cookies that year? <laughs> no, we we we'd had the technology, right? But if you wanted to record something, I guess you had to you know, provide your own tape.
0: Classic.
2: Yeah. I mean, just getting that phone line in the room was an adventure to get internet in there. Oh. Yeah. Not every classroom.
1: That was dial-up.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking like Comcast, but I'm like, wait, no. No. This was was
2: slow 56K dial-up. Because I mentioned it and I was told, no, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, but think about, you know, the educational value in it. You know, the students are looking up real data. It's not just for the heck of it. They'll be looking up the Boston Marine buoy data, right? (laughs) She was like, no, no, I I can't do it for one and, and not for everyone. And I said, well, not everyone even knows what the internet is. So then I had mentioned it to someone else at the building and he said, you'll have your phone line in tomorrow.
1: Ah,
2: I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, I'll put a phone line in for you.
1: He said, "He." So I'm trying to decipher who it was. The priest had to be the priest. (laughs) The priest.
2: (laughs) Oh yes, hundred percent.
0: Was this new pot? (laughs) He went right to the collection money, and he said, "Here you go.
2: Here you go, Mister V. Needs a phone line to do the weather forecast."
0: They don't believe in science. Are you kidding me?
2: But sure enough. I walked in the next day and he said, come here, I'll show you where I put your phone drop. I'm like, you're kidding. Right there on the wall, the wire came down. He says, you know, just keep your mouth shut and don't say anything.
1: Oh, dang.
2: I'm like, but people are going to like pick up the phone, <laughs> right? When I'm online, because you can't be online and talk on the phone at the same time. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's the fax line.
0: Ah.
2: So he gave me the fax line. But then I got found out, you know, a couple of months later, because I was always logged in to <laughs> the internet. <laughs> that same principal came up and I guess she found out. She's like, "Who did that?" I'm like, <laughs> "Here I go again getting somebody else in trouble."
0: I didn't realize how much trouble you got in. I thought you were the star teacher out there.
2: Yeah, see? Well, listening to your podcast, it, it was wild because I was listening to stories from like your point of view, right? The student's point of view. And I was used to hearing it or experiencing it from the teacher point of view. So to hear you guys talk about it, and that's when I reached out. I was like, no, no, it, it, it happened this way, or, or, or <laughs> this is why that happened. And then that's, that's when <laughs> Melissa said, why don't you come on the podcast?
0: <laughs> A couple other things, like in that vein, did the teachers... Did you guys eat our lunch? (laughs) Did you guys eat our lunches? Not like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat Kelly's lunch today. (laughs) Kelly's going to go home hungry. It's all right. Her mother's got some Charisse at home.
1: (laughs)
0: Did you eat the same lunch? We did like the catered lunch that came in. Did you eat that?
2: Yeah, it was good stuff.
0: It was so good.
2: Yeah, it was KFC, Papagino's.
0: That was fantastic. I just didn't yes. know, like, if you were like packing your own little lunchbox to come in, or if you were.
2: Occasionally, I did.
0: If you were eating the the KFC, did you, did you remember the melted sporks?
2: I did not. Oh. I did not. I was laughing at that when I heard you talk about that. So maybe like our batch was different or set aside, maybe so that this porks weren't melted
0: you got to eat it as soon as it came hot and fresh
1: and Pretty we got much. the reheat with the melted <laughs> pork yep so was this as a part of like a benefit package at, at ES that so you could eat the lunch or did you have to also pay for the lunch oh
2: no we had to pay for the lunch
1: oh you did of course oh really oh, yes
2: oh yeah oh, yes. it
1: wasn't like part of your benefits.
2: no 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 no
1: <laughs>
2: Nope. we had to pay for it we had to order it like every monday would
1: they'd give you a ticket
2: Give the ticket. I want, you know, KFC on this day. Give me two slices of pizza this day. Yeah.
1: Boiled hot dog on Monday.
2: <laughs> no, I never got the boiled hot dog. That was, no, no. no. Was Those dope. were the days I brought the lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I drew the line at the boiled hot dog. <laughs> I still have visions of them rolling around in the pan one Monday morning. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not for me. It was Charisse, yeah, but not not boiled hot dogs.
0: I didn't like the Monday hot dogs either.
2: No, I think many people did. But it was easy, right? It's easy on a Monday, right? Yeah. Because you don't know who's going to order. I I guess you ordered on Monday, right? So that's why it was hot dogs on Monday, because nobody knew who was going to order what or anything. So hot dogs it was.
0: Yep. What else went on in the teacher's room? You're eating your lunch. What else is going on? You're just chatting about about the students?
2: Yeah, chatting about the students. It was conversation about what happened in class that day. So-and-so did this, or so-and-so said that. Or, hey, I did a desk dumping today.
1: (laughs) Did you guys ever talk about like non-school stuff? Hey, I watched this show on TV. Oh, sure, sure. I don't know really what was on back then.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Alf? I don't know. (laughs) Alf was so good. (laughs) Yeah, there was more, you know, non-school conversation than school conversation. So
0: one of our friends, we didn't get to mention this on our earlier episode when we were talking about the cruel and unusual punishments From teachers back then. (laughs) But one of our friends, she had a couple of bad things happen to her at that school by a teacher that wasn't you. The desks would be in like a big circle around the whole classroom. And for some reason, she got ostracized and her desk got put in the middle of the circle. So everyone just had to stare at her for
1: Mm.
0: a week or two while she sat in the middle, which I'm assuming is a pretty horrible experience. But then also She forgot a textbook one day or a calculator or something, and she needed to borrow one from the teacher. And the teacher came and said, "Okay, give me your shoe and made her take (laughs) off her shoe in exchange for this calculator or this textbook and presumably not wear a shoe all day long until she returned it.
2: I believe I was encouraged, too, to take a shoe (laughs) for exchange of a pencil or, you know, some paraphernalia like that. And I, I I told him, no, no, my room's gonna stink if I start taking shoes from kids. I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, and your room was of a vibe, course. so you weren't ruining it.
2: Yeah, I wasn't gonna <laughs> mess up my feng shui with foot odor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something else about your room. We had a school store. He <laughs> <laughs> already knows where this is going. We had a school store. <laughs> it was down on the first floor of the school and it had pencils and snacks and normal things that a school store would have. Yes. And you were allowed to go down there maybe during your breaks, but there was, <laughs> there was a teacher in the school. I won't say names who decided they were going to do their own school store
2: hmm.
0: out of their closet with better stuff. <laughs> it was way better, way better stuff than the, actual, ones. <laughs> the actual school <laughs> store.
2: Yeah, I, I think I remember the teacher that, which you're speaking of that had that school store in his closet. Yeah,
1: they were selling like contrabands, pretty much. It was contraband. <laughs> yeah, like the good stuff. <laughs> it was the black market. Like
2: Kit Kats and Reese's Pieces.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like name brand snacks, candy, like the stuff that. Y- you weren't gonna find in the like the school store. The school store was like the healthy nature's valley bars. Yeah,
2: yeah uh, nice nah, who wants that, right? You go down the store to the wholesale club and you know you buy boxes of coquettes and Reese's pieces and M's.
0: Is that how the school was able to afford some videotapes? Maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> the school didn't afford any videotapes. <laughs> that was Field trip and bus money and stuff like that.
1: Did you do your same field trips every year with each class? We did the whale watch, right?
2: Yes, we started the whale watch. And then when I got to, I think, seventh grade, I went to uh, Six Flags. I think in eighth grade, I I went to Six Flags, too.
0: So let me get this straight. While we were in your classroom, we got put (laughs) on a boat where everyone got sick and they were throwing up off the side of the boat. And we saw zero whales, but everyone else got to go to Six Flags Amusement Park.
2: <laughs> well, when you put it that way, Melissa, you know. <laughs> Why did people get sick and throw up on the whale watch?
0: Because they're on a boat. <laughs> the seas were rough as hell. The seas
2: were not rough as hell. People were eating. They were eating their Cherie sandwiches. Or your
1: Kit Kats.
2: <laughs> or my Kit Kats.
1: There was one kid from the class. He was feeling sick on this particular field trip and he fell asleep the whole entire trip. He was so sick. he like stayed inside the boat downstairs mm-hmm. and he just slept. He When he woke up, he was feeling better. And he's like, oh, are we even going to see some whales now. And we're like, <laughs> we're heading back. <laughs> he slept through the whole entire field trip. Plot twist. We didn't see any whales anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no you saw whales you must have seen whales
0: we must have because
2: they were guaranteed they guaranteed us every trip to see all whales.
0: your money back
2: <laughs> all your money back yes we well, not the money back they would give you another uh, trip
0: but i guess i will confess that i probably was not actually looking for whales oh we were just like hanging out with our friends we weren't looking for whales
2: you you were looking to see who was sick <laughs> who was throwing up their sherry sandwiches. Yes. Who ate their lunch at like 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) And I said, don't eat until we're done because you don't know how you're going to behave on the water. Then I'd see all these people like lying over the railing.
0: That's probably why you switched to Six Flags.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably.
0: So what made you want to start a basketball team? You came into this Portuguese school. You had all these little immigrant children running around. They didn't have a single extracurricular activity to their name. I still didn't, and I still don't. (laughs) And you just said, these poor kids, I got to save them from walking in the procession every weekend.
2: They were looking for a CYO coach. And that's how I said, all right, well, I guess I'll do it. So in the end, I think I did it for maybe four or five years. I was up to like three or four teams. It's like my whole Saturday, my whole Sunday was spent at CYO.
1: Oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that a volunteer position or did you get paid for that?
2: That was volunteer, of course. It's for the benefit of the children.
1: It are going straight to heaven. You have a spot right up there.
2: We'll see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was on that basketball team that you started. If yes. not, If not for you starting that basketball team. I would have had zero extracurricular activities and literally had just been at a procession every weekend or a festa.
1: So we thank you for that.
2: <laughs> thank you. That's awesome.
1: I did not join any team.
2: <laughs> no.
1: No, I have the Portuguese no. parents where they, you stay home, you can't get hurt. They're not taking you to the hospital if you get hurt. Benefit. Benefit.
2: <laughs> did you get hurt?
0: No. I I wasn't. So. I wasn't very good if that's what you're asking. <laughs> so you guys gave out trophies anyways and I have this trophy and then at the bottom you engraved it with everyone's name and you were so kind as to put how many points you scored for the <laughs> season on there. And it said and it said 10 points and I was like wow I scored 10 points and it was like in the whole year the whole season <laughs> <laughs>
2: You did a fantastic job, Melissa.
0: (laughs) Yes. So thank you for that. I really carried the team.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Oh, gosh. Anyways, so our next question is, from your perspective, how much religion church was there versus other academic subjects? Because from our perspective, we're like, all we did was go to church and learn religion. We learned nothing else. (laughs) What was it really like?
2: Yeah, I heard that. And I was trying to think, you had the monthly masses, and you guys had said that. Then the feast days, right? Yeah. And then the stations of the cross every Friday during Lent. I guess hearing myself say this out loud, I mean, it sounds like we were always in church.
0: Confession, right? Did you say confession?
2: I did not, but confession, (laughs) yeah. I think you were more in school than in church. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> even though it may not seem that way
0: was it like a 50 50 split
2: i don't even think it was 50 no. 50 maybe 60 40
0: that's a lot still
2: it yeah it is
0: are you yeah. including religion class no because once you throw that in the mix
2: okay well if you throw religion class into the mix then maybe 50 50
0: that'll tip the scales yeah What do you recall from all the festivities that we used to go over to the church for? I remember each class had a mass and specifically, I'm pretty sure this happened in your year. We talked about it on one of our episodes. I'm not sure if you caught that it was you, but you had to learn like a song and our class had to do the readings and there was a song on Eagle's Wings. Yes. And we all conspired to sing it at the mass and sing it as And I will raise you up on English muffins instead of (laughs) eagle's (laughs) wings. And I remember you were not amused. You're laughing now, but you were not laughing then.
2: No, I was not. (laughs) Because I was known as the the teacher that had the class of English muffin singers that butchered the religious song (laughs) during the most high holy days of the year. (laughs) the song that drove me nuts though right that seemed to be sung at every mass was like a sunflower do you remember that song
0: sing it can you sing it oh god
2: you don't want me to sing <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't sing too much of it though cuz we don't want to get yeah sued.
2: okay okay but sing a little bit <laughs> like a sunflower that follows every movement of the sun like so a I sunflower there that you follows go. every movement.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: Oh, so I turn toward you. To yes.
1: follow you. My God. You just unlocked another memory.
2: There you go. Hated. Hated that stupid Sunflower song. Nice song. Beautiful lyrics. Way overdone. Every mass. I would hear the guitar. And I'm like, oh, God, please. No, 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 no. And then I'd hear the opening line. I'm like, oh, no. Why the sunflower song? <laughs> so I would purposely tell this teacher when it was my mass, I said, look, no sunflower song.
0: Oh, oh say, my god! Oh, but
2: it's so nice. I'm like, it's beautiful, but I hate it.
0: <laughs> that was an unlocked memory for me, for sure, too, Cal. Because like, I don't Holy think shit. I've
1: thought of that song in 25 no. years.
2: No. Wow.
1: Oh, that was great! So, was that a song that she wrote, or was that like an actual song song?
2: That's an actual song song.
1: Oh, okay, because yes. if it yes. if it was a song she wrote, would you have told her that you hated e- it?
2: Yeah, uh, pro- I don't know, probably. maybe. Who knows? Something else I get in trouble for.
0: <laughs> she wasn't doing originals out there. She no, was- no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just whipped this one up last night over an English nothing. <laughs> No, no, she wasn't singing originals. No.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. So do you recall all of the things like we used to do like a living? We did a regular Stations of the Cross, but then we would do like a living Stations of the Cross.
2: Oh, Stations of the Cross. Yes. My first year teaching there. Right. We we already said I was 23 years old, right out of college, teaching religion, didn't have any decorations or, you know, Christmas decorations. Easter decorations, right? So the teacher next door to me had these these Stations of the Cross. <laughs> they were stapled to the, uh, the the big bulletin board above the, the the closet. Remember that thing? Yeah. And I didn't know she had them all evenly spaced apart, like six inches or something. So I walked in
1: because of, of COVID. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a long time ago, and I walked in and I went, "Wow." It's a Catholic school, I'm teaching religion, it's Lent. I need stations of the cross to hang up too. So I went in her room, and I took them all down, put them on the copy machine, cross this black and white, made copies, hung mine up, so Oh my god, it's beautiful. Look at this. I was so proud. <laughs> hung her copies back up on the bulletin board. Apparently, one of her students during class raised his hand and And said, hey, something happened to those stations of the cross. Did you take them down? And the teacher said, no, what are you talking about? He says, well, you made me measure when I hung them up, you know, six inches in between each one, three inches above the bottom border. I mean, this was a very detailed (laughs) thing here.
1: This psychotic behavior.
2: Yes, OCD. (laughs) And he's like, look, that one's crooked. That's more than six inches. That one's like two inches. And she's looking and. She's like, oh my God, you're right.
0: What kind of lunatic would do that? Who would have taken my stations to the cross down?
2: Exactly. That's what she said, right? And I think it was in the teacher's room, like a day or two later. She's like, oh, so and so noticed my stations of the cross, yada yada yada. So I'm eating my KFC, and I'm like, yeah, that was me. And she <laughs> oh. slams her fist on the desk and she says, What? And I looked at her like, You're angry? You walked in my room and took my stations of the crook. Who do you think you are? Uh. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I explained, you know, I needed stations. Yours were so beautiful looking. I needed some stations. And you don't come into my room and take stations and then put them back up crooked. Do you know that's measured? And I was like, oh, my God.
0: Did you have to fix them?
2: I don't remember doing it, so I would say no.
0: Wow. She probably had that poor student. Fix him again. <laughs> I believe again.
2: <laughs> she did. Yes. And she hated me that first year that we worked together. We did not like each other. I didn't really like her too much either.
0: Right. right. She
2: you know, really disliked me. And then over the years, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, we became really good friends and even now we still go out occasionally, you know, over the summer, we'll get together with a couple of people we worked with. And that's one of the stories that always gets brought up when we go to the dinners. She'll say, remember when you took the stations of the cross down,
0: <laughs> you won't let it go. Won't,
2: let, won't it go. let it go. We no. were ter-
0: That was one teacher. We were terrified. Of. Yeah, really? Yes. Yep. There was like no. there was like a big three that we were terrified of, and she was definitely one of them.
2: I think I know the other two.
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. Oh, let's see what we've got left for questions. Let's see. Are you still friends at Tony Petraka?
2: No. No? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> were you guys ever really
0: friends, or was that just like a business? relationship like i'm teaching weather to my students can you come over and see that's them? how
2: it started out as yes like hey i'm teaching can you come and talk to them and then that went on like year after year after year after year and then i said hey you want to judge the science fair for me and he's like yeah okay so then he would come and judge the science fair they would come talk about weather um and then i had left that school went someplace else and that's where I, I haven't like been in contact with them since.
0: It's, is himself. he still doing weather? He I don't is. live in the area, so I don't know. So he still does. He is. So yep. let, let's back up and give people a little <laughs> context here. So we would do these weather forecasts and then Mr. V, Jason, would bring in the local weatherman who we viewed as, gosh, like a celebrity. That was like celebrity status for us, and you would bring him in to talk to us about the weather for a day or whatever. He came in for an hour or something like that, and we were like, we were little sixth grade girls, like we had a a crush on Tony (laughs) Petraka. Really? We we were were, starstruck. We were starstruck. We had a crush. We were like, oh my gosh, Tony (laughs) Petraka came into our classroom today.
1: (laughs) We got his autograph. Did you? So I don't know if you remember. So when you had your pedestal and Tony Petrarca was right there, and I was literally directly in front of your pedestals, so I was the first one to get his autograph, and I was so excited because he drew me a sun. Oh, so so he's you know he's giving everyone's autograph. So towards the end, he must have gotten tired of drawing the sun, so <laughs> people just had his name, Tony Petrarca. <laughs> <laughs> I just like felt special that I was the first one to get his autograph with a f- sun. <laughs> What do you think that's worth? What do you think that's worth on eBay?
2: It might be worth a couple of hundred, (laughs) maybe a little more with the sun on it.
0: You're teaching a different age group now than you taught us in middle school. Like you said, you did sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Are you teaching high schoolers now?
2: I'm teaching mostly eighth grade and a junior senior class.
0: Is there a difference in teaching different age groups? Like, not what do you prefer, but kind of what are those differences?
2: A lot of differences. When I was in college, I was in a third grade classroom, student teaching in Fall River. And that's when I said, okay, third grade's not for me.
0: <laughs> uh... let's,
2: let's move on up. <laughs> that's why they do that. right? So you can see if that's the exactly what you want. So I'm like, all right, I, third grade's a no-go, let's let's go up. So that's, that's when I started at 6th, and then I'm like, all right, let's go up again, let's go to 7th. I'm like, all right, let's go to 8th. So the more you go or the higher up you go, it's actually easier, if you could say that. And I don't know if you would think of it that way. Just the behavior is totally different. Like right now I have a couple of seniors that I had as 8th graders totally different behavior, totally different vibe from them now versus back when I had them as mm-hmm. eighth graders. And they acknowledge that. They said, hey, you know, I'm sorry how I was back in, you know, when you had me. I'm like, okay, good. This is good.
0: Interesting. Do you feel more responsible for like their overall like emotions when they're younger versus just caring about the grades when they're older and like, hey, if you you can do your work or not do your work and you're going to get the grade you're going to get. And you don't have to manage so much of the the side situations and emotions. And
2: I think that never really goes away. Oh, huh. yeah. Cause you, you, there's a big push now for the, you know, the social, emotional, especially after Uh-oh. COVID and everything. So there's a big focus on that. Um, probably even more now than there was before.
0: So that's interesting too, because we're talking about different age groups, but then we're also talking about different times. Like back in the nineties, things were very different than our current situation. Yes. Yeah. In the nineties, nobody cared about (laughs) mental our our emotional well-being. You did. You definitely did.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: All right. How did you manage to run your classroom jobs? You had classroom (laughs) jobs. I did. Better than a Fortune 500 (laughs) company. (laughs) They were serious. Let me explain to people what these jobs were. They were serious jobs. He gave you very strict instructions. (laughs) For instance, if your job was washing the chalkboard, (laughs) you wouldn't just wash the chalkboard. In any old regular way, the sponge,
2: yeah. you
0: had, you had to go top to bottom one row at a time across the entire chalkboard. That's true. And then when you were done with that, you would have to go like left to right across the entire chalkboard one row at a time yeah. and then back top to bottom a third time. And the sponge, each side of the sponge could only touch the board one, exactly one time so you you'd, you'd go down with the sponge you'd have to flip the sponge the next row you'd get the other side of the sponge and then you had to rinse and then you'd go back you bring it and go back for the next side of the board that was intense people did not want to mess that up for you
2: you were talking about unlocking memories <laughs> and as soon as you mentioned you know going up and down it clicked and i said oh my god i do remember that like not yelling, but you know, you gotta go up and down like this. <laughs> you flip the sponge, and then when you're done, you're not done, you gotta go left to right now. And then you think you're done, but no, no, you're not. Now you're gonna do it all again. This is probably
1: yeah. why I have OCD, oh is because oh. of your classroom.
2: <laughs> wow. You're welcome, Kel. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Wait, so do you not have chalkboards at your school now? No, Is that like not existent now?
2: No, no. Oh,
1: okay. No. So kids don't need to do that.
2: No, I got a big 85 inch Promethean board. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did, did, did you touch it? I mean, that would have been perfect for weather forecasts. Oh,
1: that would have been awesome.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: But, but I mean, you did have the best looking board around. Everybody else's was all <laughs> musty dusty, and yours was like nice and clean.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: The method did work. It, it did. did. But it, it, was, did. it was a little crazy. Yeah. It was too It was right. the OCD.
2: And Kelly was giving shows yep. to people in the <laughs> schoolyard.
1: I had to water the plants.
2: Yeah, the plant water giving a, a show.
1: I flashed everyone in the parking lot. You had a jungle in there. <laughs> Not
0: not in Kelly,
1: <laughs> but there was a jungle in
0: the the classroom <laughs> that she had to water.
2: Absolutely. Yes, a lot of plants. Well, the classroom would get up to like 110 degrees.
1: Because of the fluorescent light.
2: <laughs> because of the fluorescent lights were giving off just so much heat. The
1: plants, the plants were absorbing all that.
2: The plants were thriving. It was like the rainforest.
0: Was there pot in there? Were you growing pine? <laughs>
2: yeah, were you growing no, <laughs> no, no, Spider plant, a big palm tree. That was. An-
1: oh. We grew a palm- yes, Remember that? Yes.
2: It was so warm. We had a palm tree <laughs> in the classroom. <laughs> you right? used
0: to decorate it with like lights. Yes. 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 Oh! Yes. <laughs> little
2: Halloween lights in it. Oh Halloween. my gosh!
0: Yes.
2: Christmas. so lights, how did you yeah. acu-
0: if you had nothing you said you started at 23 you had like no decorations how did you start to accumulate all this sh- for your classroom besides stealing it from other teachers
2: <laughs> <laughs> stealing it from other teachers they would go through their things right you you, you had a lot of great uh, people working there and they would say oh i don't need this anymore do you want this and you know it was like a 1950s faded colored angel for christmas or something oh yeah thank you (laughs) you know stick it up on the board and then you know you eventually buy things you, you know you pick things up here or there but
1: do you have any type of pet in your class now
2: i don't student brought in years ago a hamster and then i was told you can't have live animals in the classroom
1: why not
2: i was like why not they they do in middle school and like no you can't do that I'm Like, okay I was out sick one day I came back the next day the hamster was gone so I thought the student that brought it in took it back home so I said what happened to I forgot what the name was Harry or whatever and like oh there's a story about that and I'm like what what happened apparently a kid let it out of the cage and let it roam around the building <laughs> And it was found in the next hallway over, which was like a shop class, like a woodworking class. And it it it, okay. it was found in there, and then it escaped through the garage door.
1: Oh, so it's in the wilderness.
2: So, it, well, yeah, it's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, you,
0: so you've been killing animals in oh, your yeah. classroom yeah, since yeah. the nineties because our True. you let our iguana go home with a student over the summer. And and it never came back. It never
2: came back. Make it. You know why? Why? That was that student's iguana.
0: It was? Wait, what?
2: Yes. He asked, can I bring my iguana in? And I was like, yeah, okay, go ahead. What the hell? So he brought it in and it stayed for the year, I think it was, right? And then summer came and he took it back or one of the vacations or whatever. And he never, you know, returned it. I said, did you gonna bring the iguana back, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna keep it at home." I'm like, okay.
1: So he didn't uh, die.
2: No, we it was it his. Died. To begin with.
0: We've been blaming no. him mentally for 25 See? years for killing. And the we iguana. were like, "How oh. did Mr. V let him take the
1: iguana with him?" <laughs> we were like, "That's so irresponsible. Why would he do that?" Yeah. Do you feel like it's easier to teach at a public school versus a Catholic school? Probably.
2: I would say it's about the same. I'll tell you what, though. Nobody you know works harder than a Catholic school teacher.
1: Really? I'll
2: tell you that. Oh, absolutely. The things that I did when I moved into the eighth grade, every month, there was something to do. It was like a theme, right? It started with September was class rings. Then we had uh, the Halloween raffle for October in November was that the turkey can good dry, the turkey shoot. Then for, for some unknown reason, I don't know, I was responsible for picking the Christmas plays. Oh, so I'd go yes. through the catalog, I'd pick the Christmas play. I mean, who am I right to decide this year we're going to do this play?
0: So were you know. running? Because when we were there, the eighth grade teacher, which wasn't you at the time, was running right. the Christmas plays and would be in charge of all the practice and everything so did that end up being you and you had to run the christmas play
2: yes
1: oh my god why couldn't you have been our eighth grade teacher then
2: (laughs) should have stayed back
1: damn it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so oh boy
2: plus teach right plus do a science fair then catholic schools week then you had diplomas i was ordering diplomas and then the school store, and then it was like... And then the, one the second school the, store. The, <laughs> the, the legit school store.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. So do you recall a time when... Yeah, I should have brought this up when we were talking about hot dogs.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know if this was you. I remember it was like a field day, and we went outside, and we do our little field day activities, and somebody who I'm remembering as you built this cardboard oven and put foil paper in it and then quote unquote cooked hot dogs on this solar oven outside that, yeah. that we then ate. And that just does not seem FDA approved.
2: <laughs> oh, but it was hundred percent FDA approved. <laughs> what, what better thing, right? Could you do on a a nice sunny day, right? The classroom is 110 degrees.
1: (laughs) Why was the classroom so hot?
2: It was hot. Don't you remember?
1: Yes, but why?
2: (laughs) I begged for an air conditioner every year. I said, I would buy it. Let me buy an air conditioner. No, you cannot have an air conditioner. Why?
1: Could you have an air conditioner in those windows? They do now.
0: They do. I've driven by. They have air conditioners now.
2: Good for them. Good. (laughs) I just wish that was me back in the 90s.
0: Okay, so it was very hot. We went outside and you were like, hey, you got any of those leftover nasty hot dogs from
1: Monday?
2: Yeah, let's fry them up and make a cooker.
1: But you didn't eat any of them, probably, right? You just Um, fed it to us. No, no, I think
2: I did. No, if I remember...
1: You were into hot dog Mondays.
2: (laughs) Those are boiled. There's a difference. Okay. These are cooked by the sun. (laughs) He says, sun-cooked hot dogs. Big difference. (laughs) If I remember correctly, though, everybody made one of those little uh, cooking devices.
1: We all made our own? Yeah. Oh, See, I don't remember that. I I feel like you made it. Like, I remember the device, but I don't think we all made it individually. I mean, what's the the quality
0: control on that, if (coughs) you had every student making their own? Come on.
2: Well, That was like the egg toss, right? You either made it and it worked well, or (laughs) (laughs) you you did it and you ate a a raw hot dog. (laughs) Make it right.
0: (laughs) No better um, motivation.
2: (laughs) Right? You want to get sick? Make a right hot dog cookie. It's your directions. Follow directions, kid. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So it was probably later years than when I had the students make them, because I know, like, I, I can picture being outside and you know, like having, you know, everybody with the little oven and the uh, coat hanger, and I'm like, oh, dude, turn it! You gotta turn! You gotta rotate it!
0: Oh my <laughs> god! You, you you put them on a coat hanger? Yeah. <laughs> that is so yeah.
1: unsanitary.
2: We cleaned it, I'm sure.
1: Everyone's Maybe up to not. date with their tetanus shots, so it's good. You know they got their vaccinations. Yeah.
2: You survived, right?
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. A rusty coat hanger sun-cooked hot dog.
0: Tabo. Oh, <laughs> See, and you say you're not Portuguese.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple more. We also want to know, do you feel like the school was haunted?
2: You know that. That yeah. Mm. I was in that building a lot by myself. So I'd get there like early in the morning, I think seven o'clock. Those morning programs, I think seven to eight. So we, we would do that. And then of course when school got out until I think it was like four or four thirty. And then you know, you, you can't do anything while you're running the extended care program, right? Yeah. Like I can't prepare for tomorrow, I can't prepare for this. So it wasn't until after everybody left. Where I got to stay like for an hour or so behind in my room, doing whatever the heck I needed to do for the next day. So I was in that building a lot alone. There were times where I I, I did hear like you know the the swinging door yes. close, you know between the stairs. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I always chalked it up to being you know oh you know that that the foot stop just you know let go and the door closed by itself. So. Oh. Spontaneously let go, yeah. But I'll tell you, the, the one place that was freaky, though, which you did mention in a previous episode, was the center. The
1: center? Right? That other
2: building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That other building. The old church. Yeah. 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 That was freakier than the main school building itself.
1: Yeah, it just. A whole different vibe in that corner, yes.
2: yes. <laughs> I but cool. I never said Bloody Mary in the bathroom. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, You what? <laughs>
0: it's haunted because of us. We were summoning,
2: probably, is summoning all the demons, <laughs> opening up a portal or something
0: in the toilet <laughs> in the girl's. Room.
2: Oh my goodness. But
0: it's so crazy to me to hear because that's like, you know, you're a kid, you just like, oh, the school's haunted and whatever. And mm-hmm. that's just something that you say, but you don't actually think that anybody other than you as kids would find any truth right. to that. So hearing from the teacher perspective that you also thought that school was super sketch is, <laughs> is pretty interesting. All right, we're going to move into it's called mental health, so we can let you get to bed for school tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I know, it's past my bedtime. All right.
0: <laughs> we share strategies for reducing anxieties and improving mental health. You know, some of the anxieties that we got just from our culture or maybe our teachers as we were growing up. <laughs> that stuck with us for 25 years yeah you know so um I'll go first and I'll just kick it off and if you guys have anything you want to add you can or if you just want to respond to mine all good or if you just want to ride off into the sunset that's fine too (laughs) (laughs) I came to a realization that sort of anxiety lives in your mind as only either memories of the past or projections of the future it's never really something that you're anxious about for the current moment. It's always like, I'm anxious about what I did or said that was dumb or something that happened to me in the past, or I'm afraid or worried about something that's going to happen in the future. And none of that's real to you in the present moment. So I found that you just have to make a habit of forcing yourself to the present moment and reminding yourself that in this exact moment that you're, whenever you start to get anxious in this exact moment, which is all you ever have that you're physically safe and well, and just kind of from there, keep redirecting yourself to the present moment so you can kind of reduce anxieties. So that was helpful for me.
2: I agree with that, absolutely. So, a lot of times people worry about things that don't even happen.
1: Right here, me. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think we all do to some extent,
1: right? Right. So, it's like,
0: yeah. why force yourself to live something? unnecessarily you're living the bad outcome by worrying just let it go if it happens it happens you can live the bad outcome at that time and not twice right,
2: right. yep yep can you say that let it go
0: oh is that you is just that can't... disney copyright
2: yeah i don't know song. it might be let it go I don't know. you know disney
0: we get sued by frozen oh i, did get, it a, I did get a message from sony music the other day so you did, <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> We're already
2: getting in trouble. You're going to get a message from the Advent lady soon.
0: (laughs) Who's the the, uh, composer of the Sunflowers?
2: I don't know. I should Google it. It's going to be stuck in my head all night now.
0: Oh, no. All right. I think we're good. And now I have your email address. So any other questions that come up, I am going to shoot them your way. We're just going to ask you.
2: Send them my way
0: weekly questions. (laughs) I'll
2: be waiting for them.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. This was a great time just reliving our, our past and getting a new perspective on it. It was pretty cool.
2: I enjoyed the podcast and this is great. And you guys look the same <laughs> way you did. Kelly still has that awesome laugh. She always had.
1: I think it's awful. When I listen to it in the podcast, I'm like, I need to oh, stop no. laughing.
2: When I heard I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's right. It gets Kelly laugh. It's so awesome.
1: Yes. Thank you. But I had a
2: great time. I had a great time, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me on.
1: Of thank course. You. So it's about that time. Thanks for
0: listening. If you're enjoying our podcast, please just give us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. You can also visit our website. It's folkandfad.com. We have transcripts available there of every episode. And you can also send us an email, mail at folkandfad.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Same handle there, folkandfad.com.
1: And for Instagram, you can follow us at underscore it's called culture.